0: Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN.
1: The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaSports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
2: Have you checked the calendar recently? The summer is over. Fall is a week away, you know. Well, give or take a couple days, but that means archery deer season. Anywho, well, I have to go. There's a whole bunch of donuts in the kitchen, and I'm fat. Well, see ya. (laughs) welcome welcome to the revolution with jim and trav where they're changing the way you look at the outdoors the studio lines are now open at 785-846-7647
3: hey on today's show we're going to be talking about the cause of diminishing crp and the negative effects that it will in fact wreak on all forms of wildlife Hey, but calling it first will be Outdoor Life blogger Andrew McKean, Peasants Forever's Dave Nomsen, Nick Rhodes of Wildlife Properties, Kip Adams from QDMA—that's Quality Deer Management Association—wildlife biologist Scott Wessel, and the ever lovely Unpros Chance Orin. The
4: only person that didn't know what QDMA stood for is Chance Orr. <laughs> that's true. Anyways, but you know what? Picking up today's tab, and we're awfully thankful that they have is a Ram truck. Awesome.
5: Guts, glory. Ram At
4: RamTrucks.com. Ha ha! ho, baby! <laughs> I sound so much better than he does. But real quick, I want to read you guys something. Got to adjust my microphone here. Uh, it's called the Whitetail Depression. Um, I'd give it to Jim, but he really doesn't want to. You heard my intro. <laughs> <laughs> it's called the Whitetail Depression. <laughs> um, deer hunters have never had it so good, but a number of leading indicators suggest Whitetail numbers are heading toward a game-changing decline. Is it a correction or, or a crash? crash? Now, that was written by Andrew McKean, and he is with Outdoor Life. He's and, the um, editor. Yeah, first of all, if you like the outdoors. I do. If you're an outdoors woman or man and you just believe in preserving um, this wonderful pastime that we all enjoy, um, this is a must-read. you got to get online and check this out. But, Andrew, man, um, welcome to the revolution. Jim loves you.
0: Well, thanks, Jens. Yeah, I'm the hunting editor for Outdoor Life. And so, you know, it's part of my job to keep the finger on the pulse of the hunting community. And this is something I've been thinking about for a spell. Um, You know, you hear just anecdotally all across the country, yeah, deer season sucked. It wasn't quite what we thought. (laughs) Where are all the deer. Yeah. You hear that enough times you start to say, well, is there a trend here? And so that was the whole idea behind this uh, whitetail, the deer depression.
3: Well, in this article, uh, you mentioned uh, several different... uh... Uh, causes of possible deer decline. Kind of enumerate those.
0: Yeah, you know when you start to take a, a look back at some of these big kind of macroscopic trends, there are some unsettling things. And let me set the table by saying we that what you read there at the intro is absolutely right. We have had it great. You know, you talk to our grandparents' generation, or yeah, I don't know how old you gents are, but even some of uh, our <laughs> parents' generation, and we're nowhere near the dark days of deer hunting oh, when you not go for all. a week just to find a track, but. But you start to pull back a little bit and you start to see, boy, up in the northeast and across a lot of the of the east coast our timberlands are getting old and mature and they yes, can't they support near the, the critters that they could when they were young and emergent. You've got what I really was surprised at and you look at all of the small grain production in America right now, you know, and, and our economy is not in great shapes, but I'll tell you one engine of the economy is agriculture, is production agriculture right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know as well as I do, we've grown up hearing that corn is good for whitetail. You superimpose you oh. a map of corn production over big buck country, and it matches almost exactly. And yeah. In the past, that's been the case, but you can actually overdo it. And the point I was making is um, if you're a production farmer, you start to look at $10 corn or something that's getting close to it, and you say, boy, Aunt Molly's woodlot could go, <laughs> and I could plant that the collection to corn. Yeah. And, you know, with our combines especially, they're so doggone efficient in terms of uh, gleaning crops. What you have as great wildlife habitat for, say, five months of the year when you've got emerging corn and then it's starting to grain out is cut by November, and you've got no food. And, uh, yeah, and no cover. A lot of these... A lot of these whitetail have grown up in kind of biological deserts for five months out of the year.
4: Yeah. Now, obviously, we don't want to ostracize any farmers here, and that is not our intent. But, you know, with today's economy, it is forcing farmers to take more land and to put it into production. But, you know, I really think and correct me if I'm wrong here, Andrew, but this is almost a culmination of a little bit of everything from like you're saying, exactly. from farming to predators, um, our forests—it really just seems to be brewing that perfect storm, and um, I, it's kind of worrisome. But I think um, a lot of this is inevitable. That our herds are going to take a drastic increase or decrease here pretty soon.
0: Yeah, and you know it's not all bad either. I think that's the other point I was trying to make. Is you know we have grown this whitetail herd on a nationwide basis to yeah. some over 25 million critters. We've we've had too many deer in too many places, and so exactly you know, it's a wildlife um, cycle. You're going to have abundance and you're going to have decline. What I'm trying to do is say we need to manage the decline and make sure that we have kind of a soft landing.
4: Yeah, now obviously, you know, um, in your article you point out that some parts of the country are being affected by this tremendously, and other parts like we're at here in Kansas, um, we are just inundated with whitetails. We're totally covered up. So what you're saying necessarily doesn't apply to the whole country it's a blanket effect exactly but everyone needs to be um aware of what's happening
0: yeah absolutely i mean you know i i'm i'm here in eastern montana on the milk river and you know we've never seen so many deer and so many big deer um we're living in the golden age right now of of deer hunting where i really see the bigger issues and this is you know my job kind of takes in the whole country is some of that mature area the i would say kind of the the foundational or, or kind of that, uh, the breadbasket of the traditional deer hunter in that East Coast, that kind of woodlands, hardwood forest uh, yeah. zone is where we're seeing the, the changes most dramatically. But my guess is we'll see them everywhere in time.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, do you think, uh, especially in the Northeast and, and, and some of the northern climes, uh, because we have cut back on harvesting the old Woods, okay, uh, and you don't get that new growth. And of course, you know, deer are browsers. Do you think that that may be a problem as well?
0: Yeah, that's right. You know, the other one I was really surprised at when I researched this was the impact of coyotes on the East Coast all yeah. the way down into the Southeast. You know, you guys in Kansas and us in the West, I mean, coyotes are part of the landscape and always have been. Yeah. Not so when you get east of the Mississippi. Um, there have never been coyotes on the eastern seaboard until recently where they've come. From the north, from through Ontario, um, they're actually interbred with wolves to some degree. So that's a bigger, <laughs> rangier coyote that can really put the hammer on deer. And and, and is um, one of the pieces that I was citing in here was this research down in the Savannah River country in yeah in Georgia, where it said three quarters of all, every of all the fawns born are killed before they reach uh, a week. And of those that die, three-quarters of those are killed by coyotes.
4: What was the – I'm trying to find his name. We've had him on it. Wasn't it um, Woods. Dr. Woods that actually put that study out, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, you bet. He uh, great guy. He led that study with the Forest Service. Oh, he's a great guy. Yeah, he's got really got his uh, nose to the ground on a lot of these issues.
4: No, this, this is just tremendous. And now, obviously, we don't want to. Um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Strike fear in the heart of all outdoorsmen. I'm winders. cringing right now. It's not like, oh man, yeah, Jim, he's got his <laughs> butt clenched right now. I uh, do. We're gonna wake up tomorrow. I could pick up a penny. I would like to see you do it. <laughs> Probably a half dollar. <laughs> really heavy. Um, we're not gonna wake up tomorrow. Obviously, Andrew. And there's going to be no whitetail, and you know, I mean, that's not. But there's the going to be moose. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of moose I here. They're really um Prolific. migrating <laughs> their way down here. <laughs> but um, really, we we want to stress the fact again. First of all, um, where can we find this article online at Andrew?
0: Go to OutdoorLife.com and look for uh, Deer Depression, or I think we may even be calling it Deer Recession online, one or the other.
3: Yeah. Now, I bet Obama has a plan for
4: this, though. What I was going to say is... (laughs) It's all about hope. Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of like our oil situation right now. If we would have been more mindful of this 20, 30 years ago, we wouldn't have found ourselves in the crunch that we are currently facing today. Same thing applies to our whitetail herds. We got to get proactive. We got to get proactive, uh, yeah. wash our faces a little bit, and do some proactive so <laughs> You know, I think of Justin Bieber when I hear he proactive. He lost me. But anyways, this is, I, I want to say again that this is a,
3: tr- a tremendous article. Where do article. you go? I want to know, where do you go with there,
4: i There's not a lot of places. I don't think <laughs> a lot of smart thoughts. Andrew's saying, what is he talking about? But I want to say, this is such a great article. A lot of work and effort went into this, and job well done, Andrew.
0: Well, thanks. You know, I think uh, we as hunters have always kind of had our finger in the wind, and this is just one of those efforts is to, to really see what's going on, so... Um, yeah, it's not the end of the world by any means, but it, it really does pay to pay attention to some of these bigger trends.
3: You bet. Hey, if you're uh, depressed about whitetail depression, yeah, man, you got to read Andrew McKeon's article. And where's that at again, Andrew? Outdoorlife.com. dot hey, that's right. And once again, that was
4: Andrew McKeon, and he is with Outdoor Life, and he is their hunting editor. Jim hunting quit, editor, mouthing the words I am saying that drives me crazy.
3: Well, I'm. I, I it's um. Millie Vanilli.
4: Anywho, you know I don't like it, so stop that. But anyways, this is The Revolution, and it's brought to you by Ram Trucks. Check them out at RamTrucks.com plus Versus and Versus.com and uh, Ruger Firearms. Look them up as well at Ruger.com. But coming up right after the break, we're actually going to hear from Nick Rose with Wildlife Properties. And Nick, are you ready for this? I'm ready. Let's do it. Yeah, Jim, are you ready? I'm born ready. Born ready? <laughs> Anywho, we're getting to Nick right after this, and uh, thanks so much, Andrew. Thanks for having me, James. I appreciate it. Hey, you Batman.
2: So, Jim and Trav, they're just your two average Steves that dig the outdoors. So hit them up at forward slash underscore OTN because their friendship is a magical blast. Yeah, it's so midnight sparkle dust. Be
4: sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America.
5: To some, a truck is just a vehicle. Nothing more. Steel, chrome, hydraulics, and combustion. But when you look at these things and find inspiration, when you put them together with passion and integrity, then engineering comes to life. Cold sheet metal develops a soul, and pride, sweat, and commitment turn a truck into something more. A Ram truck. The 2011 Heavy Duty, Ram 1500, the new Outdoorsman, and our most luxurious truck ever, the new Laramie Longhorn. They're not just trucks, they're Ram trucks. Guts, glory, Ram. Ram is a registered trademark of Chrysler Group, LLC. The LC9 Centerfire Pistol, a compact, powerful 9mm pistol, perfect for personal protection. The full-featured 7-round LC9 has a 3-dot sight system, checkered grip, and smooth edges for easy holstering. Ideal for discreet carry, the LC9 is also a full-power, no-compromise backup pistol, incorporating the rugged reliability Ruger is known for. Visit Ruger.com slash LC9 or your local firearms retailer to learn more. The Ruger LC9. It's mine, and it's American.
3: This is a Revolution with you and Travel. Phone lines are open, 785-846-7844. And guess what? I don't have any land. You don't,
4: Jim. That was a very seductive tone you were using, I too. I like that. Uh, that was impressive. Ooh. Anyways, obviously, today we are talking about declining deer herds all across the U.S. Right now, we're being joined Pooches with Nick Rose. As a declining deer herd. Yeah, so with Nick Rose from Wildlife Properties. And you know, Nick, obviously, um, the federal government, they're such wonderful people, but they have reduced CRP um acres nationwide from 39 million. Million, right? Yeah. 39 to 32 million. I said 39. (laughs) Anyways, 39 million acres. That was what it was. Now it is going to be 32 million maximum. But obviously here in Kansas, you know, Nick, we had, I think, something like 3.5 million acres, Jim, um, enrolled in this program. But now this month, okay, September, they're going to be cutting this, Uh all right? And we could be losing, Nick, up to 1.1 million acres here in Kansas alone. That's that's a, that's a one 1.4 million reduction. That's
6: staggering. Or 2.4. What? Well, I tell you what, you guys threw so many dang numbers at me right there. <laughs> my head
7: is literally smoking. Well, Jim uh, and his 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 million but no, crap. But yeah,
6: but no, I mean, it, it, I mean, the overall gist of it is. Bottom line, they're reducing acres. Yeah, it's they're, going they're reducing downhill. That was my point exactly.
7: <laughs> right.
6: So I get it. I get it. They're reducing the number of acres. Um, okay, and, and and I touched on this a little bit. There's two things I think. There's there's two solutions to this scenario. There's something that we can do, uh, and I say we. Everybody listening to the show right now, has something to do with the outdoors world. You know, whether you're a hunter, you're a fisherman, you just like being out there and hiking and biking, um, you can go out there and do your own part on your own track of land. You can go out there and do the little things to increase habitat because, again, that's where it's going to start with self-driven people and self-driven landowners. There's one scenario. Two is a scenario that I am really, really ecstatic about and super excited. Uh, I've got a buddy that works with wildlife and parks here in Kansas, and uh, he's, he's kind of turned me on to this program that they're just starting up, and it's an additional incentive now that people uh, that, that the state is giving to Kansas landowners for them to enroll again their private land into public access. But also, not only to have walk-in public access, but to put habitat into those walk-in access areas, Really, I think is absolutely amazing. And and, okay, right now, for example, if you're a landowner, you go in to put a buffer or or a CRP program of any kind, you know, we've talked about uh, on the show tons of times, the U.S. government will give you a $100 incentive per acre to sign that up. Signing bonus. cost share on the installation of the program. uh, And then they're going to pay you an annual rental amount for those acres that you've Basically taken out of production and put into habitat. Wow! So there's there's the basics of the program.
3: That's better well, than Michael Vick's signing bonus. <laughs> <laughs>
6: that is better. But, but wait, let me let me let me get more into there. That's just the basics of it. The state now is also going to match the dollar-for-dollar, that $100 per acre uh, sign-up incentive, and they're going to pay their normal rate of anywhere from $2 to $6 per acre uh, for walk-in access that they pay landowners. And they're going to pay that all up front. So, if you're a landowner right now, you're getting paid double-time on what the federal government's already paying you for the CRP just to put your stuff into walk-in access and make those acres, those habitat acres, available to the public. And I think that's absolutely progressive yeah. uh, and amazing incentive program.
4: Now, obviously, you know, CRP was a federally funded program, correct? Right. And that's why they're right. cutting back. But since um, this has to be a state-funded situation, because obviously the government isn't going to be giving them the money to do this. Yeah.
6: <laughs> that's right. You know what? And you're right. The state is supplementing this program now. Nice. Supplementing the federal program. Very which good. Is, which I think is amazing. And they're doing. It, believe it or not, without spending a dime of taxpayer dollars.
3: Well, it's the pittman robertson Act is, is what was instituted back in the '30s that uh, exactly. collected these funds and we're using it for habitat and a lot of different things for uh, outdoor programs.
6: That's right. Yeah. Thank you for bringing up that name because I'm terrible at <laughs> no. remembering all these technical well, like, uh, aspects of it. Well, so I don't know how many times, that, and, and I hunt walk in every year. I mean, so walk in hunting I. is an asset of the state that I utilize. Uh, exactly. And that's I think that, that this model is really progressive.
3: Well, the thing is, uh, Travis and I, as he said, we do a lot of walk in hunting. Yeah. But a lot of the walk in hunting we do, we run out. Well, <laughs> here's the deal we utilize it so much, it's almost abuse.
4: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> really? But um, real quick, uh, last week now, Nick. we touched on a piece of hunting property that you have. Is that Bow School Ranch? And this is a sportsman's paradise is what it is. I thought Louisiana was. Ah, shut up.
6: <laughs> <laughs> it is. No, and thank you. Thank you for bringing that up. It is a sportsman's paradise. And you know what You know what I like about this track? When there you find out more, it's sold. <laughs> <laughs> well, that definitely will make you excited. But there is more than 7,000 acres. Let me repeat that. 7,000 acres. Of walk-in hunting access areas, like we were just talking about. Wow! Uh, within a ten-mile radius of this property, and you have to mow that.
4: <laughs> no, this is beautiful. Yes. You know, um, actually, Jim was just up in uh, Alaska, yes. staying in a lodge, yes, and so he's been. I telling was us how it. rough it was. And Jim comes back and he says, "You know what, Trav? I think I want to start up my own hunting lodge." Yeah. And it just so happens that Nick has a hunting lodge.
7: <laughs> <laughs> I
6: do. I, I'm I do. actually pushing him to buy it cuz I want <laughs> it. <laughs> There, there are very few things that I don't have or cannot find for somebody. <laughs> Happiness. <laughs> yes, I do. I've got. I've got the East Ranch Lodge is also a track that we we've actually we've had it for sale before. We had it for sale as a as a 160 acre track. And what we've done is there's been so much demand for land in this area that we went ahead and split off some of the land with it we kept 80 acres to it right now uh but just have the lodge there in place and and really great uh opportunity for someone to get in there and, and buy it. either one a really nice home for themselves they want to move out to this area uh or two uh they can use it as a lodge a bed and breakfast which you know you look at the landscape of, of a lot of these rural communities and, and this property is in smith county north central kansas uh we look at a lot of these rural communities and, and, and the driving economy forces agriculture without question, oh, farms, yeah. you know, as far as you can see, but the number two driver of the economy that, that people are really starting to catch on to and realize now is hunting oh, and recreational activities. There's yeah. so many people that call me on a daily basis that they call me up and they say, Nick, get me the heck out of this city and find me someplace out in the country. And so uh, this is one of those properties that is, uh, you know, fits really well with that because it's been adapted for, Somebody who's used to you know, the amenities that come with the city, but definitely out into an area where you can enjoy a beautiful night sky with the stars or uh, an amazing sunset. And you can listen to the roosters crackle and fly fly across the road. So it's it's a, one of the really peaceful areas to get into. Yeah, hit them with your BMW.
4: <laughs> <laughs> now, Nick, if we want to find out more about this, where do we have to head to online
7: to check it out?
6: Go check out the Boosco Ranch or the East Fork Ranch. Uh, you can get those on our website, mywildlifeproperty.com, www.mywildlifeproperty.com. You can get us on Facebook forward slash My Wildlife Property, or you can call me directly at 785 282 one, four,
7: five. Yeah.
4: Well, hey, this <laughs> is The Revolution. It's brought to you by Ram... Nick talks so beautifully. He does. It's brought to you by Ram Trucks at RamTrucks.com, plus Cabela's, the world's foremost outfitter at Cabela's.com. But coming around the break, we're going to have Dave Nomsen, and he is Pheasants Forever's Vice President of uh, Government Affairs, and Jim, we want to salute him. Yeah, what is he going to be telling us about Hey,
3: he's going to be talking about the loss of CRP and what it means to wildlife as well as us hunters. Sounds great. (laughs) Anyways, hey, Nickman, thanks so much for being on The Revolution.
6: Always my pleasure, and thank you to the state of Kansas for doing what you do to uh, make hunting available
2: to everybody. Sounds good. Join the debate, and you can find it on The Revolution blog at OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com.
5: Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple
3: iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hunter's life has many stages. The further along you go, the more you want to share it with others because we still marvel at it. How many times does it happen as it's planned? Almost never.
5: Never. And it's the people that can think on their feet and react to the circumstances in front of them that are the most successful. Take those big deer. Exactly right. Make Versus Country your country. Don't miss the best hunters and biggest bucks. Fridays at 8 Eastern, only on Versus. Cabela's is the world's
3: foremost outfitter for hunting, fishing, and outdoor gear. You can outfit all your needs through Cabela's catalogs, online, and their mini stores with the best selection, prices, and quality all backed by a legendary guarantee. Cabela's, celebrating 50 years as the world's foremost outfitter.
2: Make your next meal in the outdoors your most memorable with Camp Chef at CampChef.com. It's the way to cook outdoors.
3: You're listening to the Revolution with Jim and Trap. Full lines are open at 785-846-7647. And you know what? I got a bunch of land in South Dakota. I want to get rid of. There's a lot of land in South Dakota that's just
4: basically being snatched away from all outdoorsmen and women. Of course, we're talking about CRP acres. Um, They're stealing stuff. But right now, you know, obviously on today's show, we are talking about loss of habitat and the negative effects. And that you know, we, we have talked about the deer. On but, yeah, uh, we're we're moving into the upland game. This now. is actually going to affect numerous species of. Animals here. And right now we got Dave Nomsen on liner now, and he is actually the vice president. Oh, the grand poobah. uh, Yeah, uh, (laughs) president of government affairs for um, Pheasants Forever. And how's it going, Dave?
8: I like that. It's great. Yeah. How are you guys? (laughs) Not too bad.
4: (laughs) Now, um, this is kind of a sad situation. Um, obviously in this month, Kansas, where we're at right now, we're fixing to lose over a million acres of CRP. And um in the last I think a couple years, you guys have went or in South Dakota. Dakota has went, not you, um uh, went from a million and a little over a million and a half down to um one point one million. In the next five years you're slated to lose another five hundred thousand. This is detrimental Are to, we selling all to China wildlife. What's going on?
8: Oh, it is. You know, we you know, we've seen the last decade has been the finest, best pheasant hunting yeah. in the entire country, across the entire country. Yes. And uh, you know, the numbers from the CRP side, the habitat side, the mother nature tough winter droughts side of things, you know, we, we've been we're just getting hammered. Yeah. So uh you know, you got to go after them. But yeah, things look pretty dire a little bit. And there's some things that we need to be doing, thinking well, about.
3: Well, it looks as though that, uh, from what I'm reading, nearly 50%, about 46%, in a decrease of the number of pheasants per mile. Uh, yeah. that's, that's wild.
8: You know, it is. uh, uh, And that's in uh, a number of states. There's portions of states that are down 80% over what they had. Oh, wow. But, uh, you know, you got to put it in perspective a a little bit. And of course, everybody wants to talk about South Dakota as kind of pheasant heaven.
3: The jewel, nirvana.
8: Yeah. when they're down like that. But you still got to remember, if you've hunted South Dakota, you've seen the waves and waves of birds rolling across fields. Yeah. And so, you know, What's the difference if it takes you a half an hour rather than 20 minutes in some situations? You can <laughs> yeah. you can get out there. In some cases, the dogs even work a little bit better with fewer numbers of birds. So yeah. uh, it's still well, well worth hunting trips. But you do need to plan ahead a little better.
4: Yeah, you know, a bad day of hunting in South Dakota, Upland,
7: is a great day here in (laughs) Kansas. It's
8: pretty phenomenal, isn't it? it, You know what, I I haven't seen the final numbers for Kansas yet, but I I know in central Kansas, I think there's a little bit of a sleeper spot in there. Yeah, It's going to be good. Um, your governor down there is going to do a pheasant classic this fall. He does. Yes. The As a matter of fact, it's going to be
3: just twenty miles and, from where we're in at, our hometown,
4: pretty much. Yeah, the governor's great friends with us. And
8: you know, let's talk about people. Let's talk about the jobs associated with the pheasant economy. Yep. Let's talk about the, what it does for the quality of life. Exactly. In other areas.
4: Yeah. Oh, now, yeah. what can we do to turn this around? Let's have a positive spin on this. How can we get proactive here? What can we do? How do we get our feet wet here?
8: I tell you what. You, do you know what the power would be if every pheasant hunter, every sportsman, sportswoman out there took the time to write a short note to their congressman and their two senators and their governor about mm-hmm. the importance of pheasant hunting in their area and the importance of habitat to support pheasant hunting? Yes. If they did that, we'd be fine. Yeah, we'd be fine. And and we do need to act. You know, uh, things are very, very tough. We've got to be very uh, uh, careful about how we're spending money, especially from Washington right now. It needs to be spent on the best of the best. And we know exactly what we need to maintain high quality pheasant hunting. And that's a strong conservation reserve program.
4: That's why they're called your state representatives. They represent you. And basically, if we don't stand up like you're saying and say something, then um, they don't know what we want from them. Yeah, and, and they'll just kind of guess at it. That's what they're doing right now. You know, they're cutting a lot of things right now. The bad thing is school is one of them, um, CRP, stuff like this. um We need to let them know what is truly important here, and I think you have, you're spot on there with your idea you, of writing these
8: people. You just hit on it. I mean, there are so many new people in D.C. Yep. that do policy. They need some quick, basic education on yep. what works, in dc about what doesn't work in dc yeah and uh, uh their voice can make that difference i've seen that happen time and time again over the years i've been doing this
3: you know you had mentioned uh, about uh, the governor of kansas i mean he is very very proactive Oh, brownback yeah yeah and and the thing is there's a lot of uh state senators and and uh so forth that are big hunters jim thune is another big hunter heck how about tim palente yeah Yeah, we've had uh, Tim on the show. And, uh, boy, you you get these guys' ears and you start talking to them. Next thing you know, you're not a lobbyist, but you know what you are? You're a concerned citizen. And all you have to do is take that time, as you mentioned, and write them, call them, do whatever you think you need to do. You know, if you wanted uh, somebody to give you a million dollars and you know they had it, well, you'd be on the phone yakking like crazy. Well, you know what? That money is out there for the communities for having these hunters come in, just like we're going to have this pheasant. uh, uh The Kansas Ringneck uh, Classic first Ringneck annual.
8: Classic, I think, is the name of it. Isn't yeah. It? yeah fact, in uh, Oakley. Yeah, well, matter yeah. of fact,
3: the governor flew out, and uh, we do a fall hunting guide, a printed fall hunting guide for our radio show, and he's on the cover with Trav and I. And so, you
4: know, the government... They might not be all pro-hunting. However, they do like all the money that Maybe it does generate. pro-money. This is a, a multi-billion dollar industry, and um, I think you're spot on there. Now, once again, uh, or not once again, but Dave, if we want to find out more about you and Pheasants Forever and the tremendous habitat work that you guys do, where can we find you online?
8: Just a PheasantsForever.org. Just start right there. You can uh, find everything about Uh, how-to-do habitat projects, where our chapters are located, where banquets are going to be held in the future that you might want to attend as a new member of Pheasants Forever. Uh, You're going to find tips about how to contact your your representatives in Washington and uh, suggested messages and things. So there's your starting point, pheasantsforever.org.
4: You know, and Pheasants Forever honestly is probably one of the most well-oiled and organized wildlife organizations out there. You guys do tremendous work and the thing is, a lot of the habitat that you create for um upland birds also benefits a lot of different species of animals out there. So you're really killing two birds with one stone there. Is that so a pun? It could be. <laughs> I would <laughs> bad, for once bad. in my life I would like to kill one bird with one stone you know but killing two that that's pretty sweet isn't it
8: well you got to support that that uh, ammunition industry you know those excise taxes those excise taxes that sports this is an important point those taxes sportsmen pay yep on firearms and ammunition yeah those are going right back into your state department out there to manage all sorts of critters through your wildlife department down there you
3: bet yeah well, hey, we've been talking with Dave Nomson, and he is with Pheasants Forever, the big guy.
4: That's right, and he is the Vice President of Government Affairs. That is a pretty fancy title. It is. Mr. Dave, one more time, got to hand out your uh, uh, web address there. PheasantsForever.org. That is simple. A lot of people are doing it. More need to do it, though. This is The Revolution. Is brought to you by Ram Trucks. You can find them at RamTrucks.com and Otis Technology at OtisTech.com. Plus Cabela's the world's foremost ad. Don't make me laugh. Uh, Cabela's the world's foremost outfitter at Cabela's.com. But you know what? Coming up after this, real quick word from our wonderful sponsors. We're going to hear from old uh, Kip Adams. Kip Adams, yeah. Who's he with? He's with Quality Deer Management. That's right. He's going to be dropping by here at The Revolution. I'm pretty sure he's actually... I'm online right now. Hey, Kip, what's up, buddy? Hey, Travis, how are you doing? Well, to be honest, I have been better, but uh, no, Um, hey Dave, man, thanks so much for dropping by the Revolution, and uh, we wish you and all the pheasants uh, the greatest luck. <laughs> is that right, Jim?
8: Yeah,
3: we hope to shoot a lot of them.
8: Anyways, uh, talk to you later, buddy. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. You're
2: listening to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Stay right there. We'll be right back. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a
5: ass and then move on. Oh, I just, and get I just ready think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. <laughs>
2: NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth.
5: We ain't around here. Voice America Sports. The new Ruger LC9 Centerfire Pistol, a compact, powerful 9mm pistol designed for discreet carry. It is also a full-power, no compromise backup pistol, incorporating the rugged reliability Ruger is known for. Visit Ruger.com slash LC9 to learn more.
9: Hey, this is Jimmy Houston here to tell you about the incredible fishing in Kansas. With so many lakes, reservoirs, ponds, streams, creeks, you'll find everything. Largemouth bass, crappie, walleye, and my favorite cousin, the old Wiley catfish. Learn more about the great fishing in Kansas at www.travelks.com.
3: Hey, if you make great barbecue or love to eat great barbecue, then you've got to head out to Adwood, Kansas, September 23rd and 24th, when over 40 teams compete in the 7th Annual Smoking on the Beaver Cook-Off. Come on out and be one of the contestants and see if your barbecue will make you the grand champion. There will be an antique tractor show, a chainsaw sculptor, and in the evening, a band called Vehicle will play. For a good competition, barbecue, and a whole lot of fun, head out to 7th Annual Smoking on the Beaver Barbecue Cook-Off, September 23rd and 24th. For more information, call Gary at 785-626-3344. You're listening to Revolution with Jim and Trav, and full lines are open, and guess what? I don't see as many deer anymore. No, that's right, but you need to call
4: us at 785-846-7647. you got to call us and tell us, I spotted a deer, Jim and Trav. But anyways, right now we are talking about declining deer herds right now all across um, the United States, and um, on the phone just contacting us is Kip Adams, and he is with the Quality Deer Management Association. And Kip, exactly, you're a wildlife biologist, but what do you have to do what there? What do you really do? With the Quality Deer Management
0: Association.
9: Technically, I'm our northern director of education and outreach, which is a, a long-term, which means I get to do some really cool things with regard to... <laughs> the deer research and, uh, and educational programs and, uh, and working with hunters and, and landowners and natural resource professionals, uh, across the whitetails range on, on managing deer and habitat. So I'm pretty fortunate.
4: Yeah. Now, um, one thing Jim and I have noticed from hunting all over the place is basically there's fractured habitat, you know, whether it's this urban fringe, urban sprawl, whatever you want to call it, public land that hasn't been managed. Then you have private land that is almost over managed. Um, It really isn't beneficial for, let's say, to whitetails. However, um, habitat like this, the predators um, truly do thrive
7: in.
9: Yeah, well, I think we have a couple things there with what you said. You know, we certainly have some different habitat management practices going on today than five or ten years ago. Totally. And uh, in many cases, uh, more predators than we've had in the past. So it's a new thing for deer herds to deal with.
3: Now, now you had mentioned about uh, deer populations around the country. Now, where are you seeing the greatest decline in deer populations?
9: We see uh, the biggest decline mostly in states that have had historically very, very high population. Places like Pennsylvania, Virginia, Georgia, some of the eastern seaboard states that have had deer for a long time that uh, by design those state agencies have tried to to reduce the deer herds to get deer a little more in balance of what the habitat can support. So probably bigger declines there than, than most other places.
4: Yeah. Now, um, one thing that keeps on being um, brought to our attention that that is kind of troubling, and want to pick your brain on this for a second, is our forests and how they are being managed. Um, we, obviously, with a younger, more youthful forest, there's a lot more forage and habitat for the animals. But when you get into these old forests that... For once, haven't experienced any fire damage. They haven't been logged. I hate sequoias. Yeah, they've just been untouched. That necessarily isn't good for the wildlife, is it?
9: It certainly, is not good for deer or most other wildlife species. No, you're correct.
4: Now, uh, what, what do you propose
3: that we should do about this? How, That's how that sh- management part of your name.
4: How should we go about maybe contacting our state representatives and letting them know that, you know, we should be doing something about this?
9: That's right. You can contact them or the state agencies and, and just let them know, hey, you know, we're advocating for sound uh, habitat management here and. And not that mature forests are bad because we certainly need some of them. Oh yeah. We just need to make sure we have also have younger forests as well. Yep. Yeah. You know, in many cases, it's not just the legislators, but uh, you know, some of the other uh, state agency folks or even some private landowners. I'm just making them aware of all the benefits of. Having all those age classes out there in those forests will go a long, long way. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, now, if we want to find out more about uh, quality of your management, because obviously you guys have a lot of programs that can be instituted on on small tracts of land as well as large tracts of land. Yes. And and a lot of places around the country now are even going to leases. And so when we say, Trav, and I get a lease uh, in Texas or maybe in Kansas or somewhere, um, there's a lot of things that we need to know.
9: Absolutely. And that's one of the things that we're here for is to provide information to folks uh regardless of where you are in the u.s you know on how to manage that habitat for deer how to manage deer so that you can have the best hunting opportunities possible
4: jim brought up something earlier that whitetail is the most pursued animal in the hunting world however i don't think that it has nearly the backing that let's say a pheasants forever has you know a ducks unlimited you're a whitetail forever you know and i really think that more people need to get on the bandwagon Hook up with the Quality Deer Management Association, and we need to be more proactive about this. So, one more time, Kip, you got to hand out your web address where we can find you guys online.
9: All right www.qdma.com We've been talking with Kip Adams and He's a wildlife biologist
4: We like this guy And he knows absolutely everything about deer He's the smartest guy we've had on the show Not even close, Jim <laughs> <laughs> But uh, anyways, that right there is Kip Adams And once again, he is with the Quality Deer Management Association And Kip, man, it's been awesome having you on But we, we got to take
9: another call, man Absolutely. I appreciate it. Good luck this season, guys. All right, brother. Hey, yeah,
3: if you're going to call us, call us at 785-846-7647. And you know who's on the line? That's Scott Wessel. He Yeah, he's a wildlife biologist there in um, Nebraska.
4: And, you know, uh, Scott and Jim, the more that our country reaches for energy independence, the more habitat we're actually losing for our animals. And this is um, very detrimental, prevalent in the use of ethanol here. Ah. And now ethanol is doing wonderful things. Obviously, it's generating a lot of money um, for our um, economy. It's helping farmers out. But in return, um, this is kind of wreaking havoc on our wildlife. What, What do you think about that, Scott?
10: That is true, particularly in some of the egg states where, where they're, they're growing corn. Um, I think there's some some creative ways that we can maintain some wildlife habitat um, out there. And I can't fault the, uh, the egg producers oh, no. for, for, for picking, you know, uh, making good economic choices. Well, wait, hold,
4: hold on a second, Scott. Here, I want to interject something real quick. This is not... The ag producers' fault, not one bit whatsoever. This solely lies on the government's shoulders. They are the ones to blame here. The government—they are idiots. The farmers are just doing their job, and they are doing a darn good one at that. So I'm uh, on with what you're saying.
10: You know, the ag policy is probably what we need to work on, on more and, and uh, create more incentives to provide uh, more more CRP-like things, conservation reserve program offerings that uh, that provide good wildlife habitat uh, protect our water quality and, and, uh, curtail soil erosion as well.
3: Now, you had mentioned, uh, yesterday that you were out, uh, doing some things on walk-in hunting there in Nebraska. And of course, that's one of the things that's been instituted by a number of states allowing walk-in hunting where they go out and they actually, uh, or lease land, if you will, from farmers and ranchers for the average person to go out there and hunt. Now, that is one way that they can do it. The farmers and ranchers are paid for that land. And so it's not probably as, as, uh, um, good economy-wise for the farmer and rancher from what he would get for CRP versus the walk-in hunting. But at least it's something, isn't it? Hey, a buck's a buck.
10: It's a little additional economic incentive in Nebraska. There are also some advantages in terms of liability. Yeah. If a landowner enters into an agreement with us, they're covered by the Recreational Liability Act, which is a, is a big thing. So yeah, they get a few extra bucks. They have some protection under the law. And and they're allowing people to go out and uh, enjoy the wildlife resources on their land.
4: You know, uh, I was trying to find it somewhere in our notes that in the Prairie Pothole Region, the 5.5 million acres that's actually enlisted in CRP is actually responsible for um, producing an extra two to three million ducks annually.
9: That is that's a, that is a lot of ducks. Get out of here! I'm not
4: joking. I read that now. I can't <laughs> find it.
7: So
9: I, you know, I don't know the exact figures, but. CRP
10: has been hugely successful yes. um, from, a, from a duck nesting standpoint. The, the Dakotas have had excellent waterfowl production when they've had water. That's um, right. Mostly well, due to the nesting cover provided by CRP.
4: Now, here's the deal. Like that Toby Keith song, you know, Made in America is on the radio right now, playing all the time, great song. Here's the deal, guys and gals. When you go to the grocery store or you go anywhere like this, Buy products that say made in America, support our local farmers and ranchers, boost our own economy that way. No more Kobe beef from Japan? No more Kobe beef. Ah, (laughs) jeez. Heck no. But anyways, if we want to find out more about you guys in the wonderful state of Nebraska. And we want to hunt up there. What the heck? I do want to hunt up there. they got a
3: lot of deer up there. Where do we have to go,
4: Scott, to find it?
10: Um, OutdoorNebraska.org. All one word, outdoor Nebraska.
3: Yeah, they can't spell up there because outdoor Nebraska is not one word. Uh, no.
10: <laughs> okay, yeah, true story. <laughs> Anyways,
4: this is the revolution is brought to you by Ram Trucks at ramtrucks.com and uh, NRA Blog. Look them up as well at NRAblog.com plus Ruger at Ruger.com. But coming up after this, real quick word from our sponsors. Oh, oh. We're going to hear from just one of the cast members of Unprofessional Fishermen. It's Chance Horse. He's probably one of the biggest sun pros. <laughs> Anyways, that's Unprofessional Fisherman right here on The Revolution coming up after this. But uh, Scott, man, we got to get to a break. So thank you so much for coming on The Revolution, buddy.
2: Thank you, guys. Ah, the outdoors. So peaceful, elegant, and sophisticated. Well, that's unless you don't care for doing your business in the woods. (laughs) This is The Revolution.
1: It's a fly ball deep right field. Back goes O'Neil He's the... got it. With 2.8 seconds left. To left. I don't care where they put him. This
3: one is out of here.
2: From high school to the pros, we, we, cover, everything. we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. If you're an avid outdoorsman searching for a dream retreat or an investor looking to create wealth through land ownership, Wildlife Properties can be your guide to finding Kansas land. Wildlife Properties offers real estate and management services for outdoorsmen and investors alike. Located in north-central Kansas, this area is one of the few places on earth where you can experience a unique combination of world-class hunting and fishing. Fertile crop fields provide enticing income while breathtaking views and endless sunsets calm your soul. Let Wildlife Properties be your guide to land ownership. Visit us online at mywildlifeproperties.com Com. That's mywildlifeproperty.com.
3: You'll listen to Revolution Jim and Trav. Phone lines are open at 785 846 7647. And I got to taste up something, I'm thirsty. Yes. Um, real quick, though, i got to
4: read Friday, something. But... I'm going to read something, and you have to fill in the blank, and you tell me who wrote this. All right. Blank wonders this morning. Now, where. Did I put... My handgun.
11: <laughs> <laughs> I'm fisherman. If, if it's a Walther, <laughs> we know who. <laughs> I'm ProFisher.com is wondering where his handgun is this morning. <laughs> now, that obviously
4: is Chance Orth, a regular contributor to the revolution. And uh, that is quite a predicament to find yourself in. It's probably one of those <laughs> guys.
11: boys. Uh, yes, it is. You know, well, the thing about the handgun is it's small, you know. <laughs> Uh <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, granted, I should uh, keep a little better uh, idea, have a little better idea of what I'm doing with that thing, but I misplaced stuff. And uh, uh, I guess what I discovered the other morning is the handgun is not exempt.
4: <laughs> yeah. Your wife, she, she loses her cell phone. Your buddy misses his keys. Chance misplaces his piece.
11: <laughs> that is I awesome. Ended up finding it. Well,
3: you know, now, now it's just called Minneapolis because Chance lost uh, St. Paul. Yeah, there's... There has to be some sort of correlate. That was good, by the way. <laughs> some sort of
4: correlation between there was a riot and Chance lost his gun. That's yeah.
11: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, true. There was, I did start a riot, a small riot here in Minneapolis Yes. Uh, this well, weekend. Made national news. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Well, how it started was I had my Unpro shirt on, and so that gathered quite a crowd well, of course. around me. Yes. Everybody wanted to see the umpro fisherman, and then all of a sudden, all these screaming ladies came in trying to <laughs> rip off a piece of my hair <laughs> or, or get a little tatter of my shirt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and he. And then lo- once they tore my shirt off, that's when the real trouble started. Oh,
7: yeah, yeah.
11: <laughs> Everybody saw my glistening chest,
3: <laughs> and they said, "Don't touch
11: it;
7: it, it might leave marks."
11: <laughs> so, no, but yeah, real really happened though. Uh, there was a mini riot on Nicollet Mall this weekend, downtown Minneapolis. They had the. Cops out, full ride gear, swab teams, the whole bit, pepper spraying. It was it was exciting weekend. It sounds
3: me. like a camp out of unprofessional. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs>
11: How's it any different? I, wish I would have had my camera.
4: <laughs> well, now in unpro news, Chance, we got to get on to more pressing unpro matters. Unpro news, here. Yes, I love yes, it. Yes. yes. yes um, exactly what is shaking in the fishing world now? You got any big, Um. you guys, last weekend, did you go on a big trip?
5: Or is that th- uh,
11: this weekend, I've just been I've been working hard uh, trying to make uh, handgun money. <laughs>
7: <laughs>
3: uh, actually, it's a replacement handgun money. <laughs>
11: Contingency fund there. My other one in the couch cushion. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I just been working extra hours. Uh, I went down to the river a couple of times, uh, just down to the Mississippi below the Stone Arch Bridge in downtown Minneapolis, and that's where I, he normally I'm drops still, off I'm his still pieces. Catching <laughs> smallies down there on meps and catching sheephead on worms. Oh, really? But that's about the extent of it. Yeah, catching freshwater drums. We call them sheep's head up here. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. They're supposed to be a really good eating fish, but I've never tried it.
3: Well, you know, freshwater drum is the same as the uh, red fish that you catch down in the Gulf. It's yeah. a drum yeah. kind of fish, so it's it's basically the same kind of flesh. Yeah.
11: They're, they're a beautiful fish, and, yeah, it's supposed to be a really nice white flaky meat.
3: Yeah, yeah, and you hear that little clicking sound when you pick them up?
11: <laughs> yeah, yeah, sometimes you do uh, if you squeeze them hard.
4: <laughs> Chance makes that same noise, though. <laughs> yeah. Now, when you when you squeeze them hard,
11: it's hard to distinguish who's clicking, me or the fish? <laughs> Now, um, for, for table
4: one thing though, for table fair chance, you know we always cover fishing and stuff like that. What is your favorite um out of all the species of fish to eat out there?
11: Well, you know everybody makes a, such a big deal out of walleye, but oh, being yeah. the unpro like I am, I just try to. I, I'm always bucking the system, <laughs> so <laughs> I I tend to prefer bass. Partly really? because I never catch walleye. <laughs> yeah. I don't have the smarts to catch a walleye. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people, you know, but, I can, pick but that. I can catch me some bass. Yeah. And so bass is what I usually eat. Well, yeah. And what the- I find bass, northern walleye, you know, sunnies, what I find is once you get the get them all battered up with the shore lunch and fried in some, uh, Crisco oil, Oh, they yeah. all taste the same. Unless you and use that's ketchup, that's the only way I like my fish done.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's actually nothing better. And Jim is notorious for this: is he get out there and having just a bank lunch? You know, you catch it, you, lunch. a short lunch. Uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah,
3: and you get up there. Well, and you I ate at it the right bank away. the other day, waiting in line to catch a check. <laughs> hey, Sometimes it takes a long time. Those I, tellers, had a, I had a Sonic burger.
4: <laughs> those tellers are slow, but really, that is the best way. And I think sometimes. More ingredients just muddies the flavor for me.
11: Oh, I think so, absolutely. I mean, I'm not much of a cook in the first place, so <clears> that's the only way for a fish to turn out any good is for me to just fry it up.
4: I can see chances like secret ingredient is gunpowder
11: lard. <laughs> <laughs> gun <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. what's that tang? what's that tangy kind of spicy well, he um, actually has actually... a hard time placing it oh, it's pyrodex. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is smokeless Chan- smokeless pyrodex. <laughs>
3: Well, Chance actually snorts Pyrodex so he can (laughs) blow his nose.
11: (laughs) First thing every morning. (laughs) That is awesome. Now, you You got a trip coming up? Well, we were going to go to the Flambeau. Yeah. But I just got a text from uh, Wiggs saying we're heading to the lower chip. I was a little poed about that, but you got to roll with the punches, the boys. (laughs) It's a democracy still, unfortunately.
7: Not if you
3: have your wealth. (laughs) Or it isn't.
11: (laughs) Haven't you ever heard of tyranny, man? We were gonna, we were gonna go to a a big uh, pool on the Flambeau, trying to catch sturgeon. See, this trip is basically dedicated to J.C. Catlin, who is our video editor, and he's got a sturgeon tag. And we're all chipping in to help him fill that. <clears throat> so yeah. they think that the odds are going to be a little bit better for us. On the lower chip one, I can't really disagree. It just seems like uh, this trip is going to be a little more... uh Effort than I, <laughs> than I wanted to put in.
4: I hint uh, a little bit of disdain in your voice.
11: <laughs> <laughs> well, I was—I tell you—I just had—I've been visualizing, getting excited about fishing that one really quiet, wild stretch of the Flambeau, and uh, now we're moving down to the lower Chippewa, which is also a beautiful stretch of water here in uh, West Central Wisconsin. Just a, a great body of water, chock full of fish. There's like a hundred and thirty. Of Wisconsin's 150, uh, um, fish species found uh, in that body of water alone. I mean, it's extraordinary river, but it's also flat, fast moving, and, uh, it's gonna be a little more challenging with our little boats to, uh, especially geared up and launching Thursday night. To, to do everything that I we need to safely. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's something. That's the key word is yeah.
11: safety. Didn't think I would hear that as safety. <laughs> yeah, I don't know when I became Mister Safety. <laughs> <laughs> right,
4: well, now, Chance, if we want to find out more about, we don't you guys, know why we would, but <laughs>
11: um, on Pro Boys, all, all
4: of your um, your journeys. Where can we find you online?
11: Please check us out at UnproFishing.com. dot com. You can look at our video library there. Uh, yeah. soon to be added to. Unprofishing is also our Twitter handler our Twitter handle <laughs> rather. <laughs> um, for a little pearls of wisdom, always coming out. And um uh, I'm pro fishing at Gmail. If you want to send me a private message, I will return it directly.
7: Yeah,
3: did you put my photograph of the Unpro shirt on your website?
11: Uh, well, I commented. I still don't know how <laughs> that, to That means do that, no. Jim. Yeah, that's a nice
3: way to say no. <laughs>
11: Jeez. here but I, took I loved it. Lord knows I loved it. You have never looked better.
3: <laughs> I have to
4: agree. Yeah. It, it brought out the natural fisherman inside yeah. of him. It really
3: showcased it really that. really did. Yeah. yeah. You can tell by the grimace on my face. <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, got to get online, though, guys and gals, and check out the Unpro gear and start requesting this. Yes. And that will prompt them. Set up a PayPal account, and you can start buying it. Yeah,
11: please do. And we'll get some more shirts. You know, I had a I love them, but my mom bought them all. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's my the boy's I outfit. every single one I had.
4: That's right. Also, they got You're some stickers. You're making money off of mom. Hey, <laughs> you got to do something. got to pay the bills one way or another. But anyways, once again, check them out at UnproFishing.com. Look them up on Facebook and Twitter. But this is a revolution. It's brought to you by Ram Trucks. I don't know if I should have said that. <laughs> yeah. Ram Trucks at RamTrucks.com and uh, Cabela's, world's foremost outfitter at Cabela's.com.
2: Hey, appreciate it, Chance. Thanks so much, Jeff. Thanks, Jim. Change your life and start living the revolution today at twitter.com forward slash underscore OTN.
0: By. Search Voice America at your favorite
5: app store. The new Ruger LC9 Centerfire Pistol, a compact, powerful 9mm pistol designed for discreet carry. It is also a full power, no compromise backup pistol, incorporating the rugged reliability Ruger is known for. Visit Ruger.com LC9 to learn more.
3: We want to give a special thanks to all of our 366 affiliate stations around the world, our advertisers, and everyone that makes the show possible. Like Miss Bunny, Fun Joe, Mark Paneri, and our guest Andrew McKean, Nick Roach, Dave Thompson, Kip Adams, Scott Wessel, and the ever-lovely Chance Orth. I don't know about that last part, but coming up next week on... The Revolution. Ram trucks will
4: help us teach you. We're going to school you on how to tag out early before the run. So we are... Jim and Trav. In local news weather, guess what, Jim? Coming up next. coming
1: up next. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaSports.com.